Francisci. If you're looking for some delicious late-night food, I suggest you mosey on down to Bender's Bar. Inside, you can find counter-offer, offering you amazing late-night food and snacks. Try the chicken biscuit. It's like your stomach's in a tasty tornado. They have exceptionally great daily ground sustainable burgers with sides of tater tots, grilled asparagus, and delicious zucchini. Use our Venmo account at mutinyradio.fm. Mutinyradio.fm streams live uh, podcast shows that are later drop as podcasts. And on Sunday, what an event. At noon, it's Paul Brumbaugh's The Edge of Insanity. At 2, it's L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. Let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube. Uh, my name is Mike Spiegelman. I'm here with Carl. Hi. Hi. We're the hosts of the show that follows Paul Brumbaugh's The Edge of Insanity, if you listen to it. If you're going to listen to live streaming radio, you might as well spend a whole day of it, you loser. So uh, we are doing a special show that's going to originally broadcast on Paul Brumbaugh's The Edge of Insanity broadcast because we're on the show, and we just want to show what we d we're all about, you know? <laughs> Can't you give a guy a break? And uh, yeah, Carl and hey. I – are going to watch a movie today on YouTube, and it's a very simple premise. We watch a movie on YouTube with you, so we want you to go to YouTube uh, and get ready to type in the channel. And if you're listening to Paul Brumbaugh's show, Paul will be back next week, and if you're listening yeah. to us, this is a rerun. We're, we couldn't do it live, so this is our secret show uh, for you. Carl, what is the movie for our secret show? Today for our secret show, we are doing secretly, we're going to just secretly go to your search engine and YouTube and secretly put in the Rosebud Beach Hotel. Rosebud is one word. The Rosebud <laughs> Beach Hotel. All right. And uh, who's, who's hosting this that. movie? Uh, which channel? Nathan Skinner is the one, is the only available one. Nathan Skinner is our publisher. It so? is his YouTube page. Great. And I should mention that uh, due to technical difficulties today at Muni Radio, we uh, don't have access to one of our computers, so I'm going to be watching this movie on my phone like a fucking plebe, like a common, <laughs> like a commoner. Okay. And I also, I don't have the Brumbot uh, set up. Paul's not here today. Uh, well, I can probably handle that. All right. Uh, so we're going to play the Brumbot. That's the Paul Brumbot robot that will do the countdown for us. And when he says go... 
you go ahead and press the triangle button. You should have the movie paused at zero, zero, zero. We're all going to watch this movie at the same time. Your ears will bleed if you listen to this podcast without the movie. So it's crucial to have the other element of the entertainment factor yeah. to create a full experience and no ear bleeding. <laughs> Man, if your ears start bleeding, that's fucking crazy. You better stop snorting cocaine through your ears. That's the sign. Yeah. Yeah, yeah just be a nasal cocaine person. People always say my ears are burning. They never say, oh, someone's talking about me. My ears are bleeding. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> All right. If you're going to have a fight, your nose is itchy, right? What if your ears are itchy? You're going to have an argument. <laughs> totally. So anyway, last time you go to your search engine, you put in the Rosebud, Rosebud Beach Hotel 1984. You click on that link of Mason Skinner. And then you hit pause, you even pull it back to zero, 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 so you buffer, and then Paul Brumbaugh, Brumbaugh will be counting us down. I couldn't say better than myself, so go ahead and uh, let's hear the Brumbot. All right, kids, you know the drill. Get your finger hovering over that triangle, and let's do it in three, two, one, go. All right. As I said, uh, I am watching this on my phone, and we're doing, you know. Oh, yeah, so I'm doing vocal. Uh, I don't have my charger, Carl. Oh, really? I yeah. hope you're going to be okay. We're <laughs> no. not. Well, if not, so be it. Okay. All My Pictures presents I like a film that could have been done so much better. Oh, Colleen Camp, of course. Yeah. Peter Solari. There's God, he's super young. Y- yep. And Christopher Lee is still looking old. Christopher Lee is in uh, that movie, you know, and the other one. Well, we saw a – is it called Hamill? We saw a Dracula film that he wasn't the Dracula for. Right, that he was Van Heisen. Look at this cast. Eddie Deason and Fran Dresser. Yeah. And the guy looking like he's Rambo. Chuck McCann. No shit. Chuck McCann is in this, yeah. The Funny Boys. yeah, they are bellboys, and they're going to be not hilarious. This is – do you remember lead singer from The Runaways? Yeah. It's her and her twin sister, Marie she's, she's and – Cherry Bong? Marie Curie and – Oh, Bud Curie. Freeman. Bud Freeman's in this movie. You know who Bud Freeman is? Uh-uh. He created the, the Hollywood Improv Comedy Clubs. Oh. So he's, he's for me, like I know him as a, as a pioneer up there with the late Mitzi Shore. Yeah, I guess I really missed um, missed the news story there because I don't speak to him at all. I, I don't know who that is. Now, there's one character called Natchez, and he's an arsonist, and I didn't look him up. Maybe he is, is uh, Bud. Now, this, this movie takes place in Miami, right, as I can guess from the right. graphics of the title, the old Miami Vice. Yes, but they're not in Miami yet. They're in – Los Angeles? Some town. Oh, with the Marcel Marceau uh, Film Festival. Oh, wait. I got ah. a joke about that. March 27. Okay, go ahead. Oh, I just said it. Yeah, you want me to do oh, my Marcel Marcel joke again? Here uh, we go. Oh, yeah, yeah. You do this funny bit. Uh, you stepped on my Remind me to tell you a mind joke. I have a mind joke. Okay, what's going on here is we're already having horrible writing. Here we have um, the woman on the right is being set up as as our enemy, a person we're not going to like. 
she is um oh excuse me uh she is tracy tracy king she's a wealthy heiress and she's played by uh colleen camp and she's saying things like elliot i expect your answer promptly let me give you a Oh, and Elliot is Peter Solari from Bosom Buddies and uh, the TV show Girls. Exactly. Yes. He. Uh, have you seen him in Girls? I know you've seen him in Bosom Buddies because you. Uh, I saw him in Bosom Buddies, and he was young like this. I've seen him as an older, more serious actor. Oh, you know, you've seen him also in New Heart, right? He had a long role. In yes, that. he was a big deal in New Heart. Uh, let's just go straight to him right now. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, he was Michael Harris on New Heart for six years. Uh, we know about Bosom Buddies. He was also in Camp Nowhere. Oh, Camp Nowhere with Christopher uh, Lloyd, right? Or yeah, that a different in camp? 1994. And, you know, he – unfortunately, he gets uh, compared to – Tom Hanks. Uh, Tom Hanks, yeah. And also, like, when you see Keanu Reeves was in that Bill and Ted with the guy from Montclair, New Jersey. Yeah. You know? The two of them get compared too. It kind of sucks. It's like having an older brother, you know, who did great. Well, to be honest with you, I mean, Bosom Buddies, if you haven't seen the show, it was like two seasons in the early 80s about guys dressing up in drag to live in an old lady's uh, boarding house in New York City in their ad execs. And the two guys were played by Tom Hanks and our star of this movie, Peter Solari. Yes. And as we know, Tom Hanks blew the fuck up, and there was no way you could think of that guy as a TV guy ever again. He would never right. do an Amazon, Hulu, Netflix TV show. It's just not possible. He'll produce TV series, you know, but he won't. He won't. He, because right. So the fact that you have this amazing international film star was on a TV show. That show yeah. became, became even more legendary. And... Uh, it overshadowed He's the Peter forgotten Slary. one. Yeah. Well, I mean, also, Wendy, okay. the late Wendy no. Joe Spencer is on that show, too, and I loved her. I thought she was really funny as her friend. Okay. I really don't know. I, I sure did watch that show, but I – okay, no. They've got another ruined missed opportunity in this film. It starts out with the father. Here's the father. Who's Chris Lee. the villain of all time, and they don't use how great a villain he is. He is a villain in this thing, but he was sword fighting with his accountant. Just to teach him a lesson, he's gonna—he's about to do it again, sort of like uh, Clouseau and Cato, as it were. Oh. Is it—is it that comedic? Oh, so the, uh, Solari is his accountant? No, not Solari. Oh, this is someone so, else. Oh, okay, look at okay, Miami. Okay, 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 this okay. is from the '80s, man. How gorgeous is that garbage? <laughs> Everything's blue except the water. So, Bam. what happened was they went to. In lunch or whatever, uh -huh. and he agreed to take her father's job managing the Rosebud Hotel in Miami. And she was pushy, pushy, pushy about it, like she's the villain. And he was, okay, dear, like he's henpacked. And he called the dad, and the dad was, excellent. And the accountant's like, why are you letting Elliot run the thing? And he's like, well, if he screws up like he always does, she will see her mistake. And besides, the hotel is insured for only worth three million dollars. It's insured for seven million dollars. Ah, okay. So we're set up. Carl, I gotta check the door, okay? Because it's uh, Super Bowl Sunday. I just want to lock it. I want to latch the door, okay? Okay. Thanks. Now here we have the famous Chuck McCann, and he is the manager of the Rosebud Hotel in Miami, Florida. But he is being replaced by Peter Scolari, Elliot, and he doesn't mind. He wants out. He's ready to quit. 
He's giving like a little speech right now. Now, Chuck McCann, I first grew up with him on uh, the CBS show Saturday morning. It's not a cartoon, but Saturday morning, like kids sitcom called Far Out Space Nuts. He Hi, Carl. It's me. I'm well aware of Far Out Space Nuts. And Gilligan, Gilligan from Gilligan's Island, Bob Denver. Bob Denver. Yeah, I now, know. Now, in the opening – yeah, go ahead. Oh, no, go ahead, please. In the opening scene, we are set up – this girl is such a bitch. I mean the first ten minutes of the film are everything, and now from this second on, we find out she's not a bitch at all. She's great. As a matter of fact, she wants to do it with Elliot right now. <laughs> they keep getting interrupted. Uh, is there any topless scenes in this movie? Peter Solari, not mm-hmm. Camp. Mm-hmm. Oh, there are? All silly, right. Silly question. Now, one of these bellboys is from Ferris Bueller's Day Off. He's sure, that sure. Um, maitre d' at the restaurant who's snuffy. Oh, is it a Sausage King? When they say they're the Sausage King? I don't know. Uh, I've only seen that movie a million times. I should recognize him. So are these okay. guys are a comedy On duo? the right is a guy named Jonathan Schmack. And he was the maitre d' in the fancy restaurant in Ferris Bueller's Day Off. He was on Arrested Development. He's our Star Trek connection because he was on Enterprise. Oh, there's uh, – wait. We should, we should take a moment and watch Colleen Camp. I'm watching. Okay. In preparation for this movie, I saw an interview with Colleen Camp when she was 66 years old, and she does – you want to watch her now when she is Oh, please. Hot. Please. <laughs> Yeah, and what did, did she say anything relevant, or were you just like, I can't watch her? Uh, she talked about a lot of things relevant to her career, which I can use, but no, she didn't talk about this movie at all. I don't even know this movie also, existed. So this is already – oh, she got dressed again, or is she wearing no, a bath? No, she says, I am na- – she talks like a robot nerd. Listen. Don't we all? I'll wait till I'll wait till she talks again. She's like, Elliot, I am naked under these clothes. And then Elliot doesn't say, oh, me too. Right. Well, that's how the clothes work. I don't get it. This is the boiler room, uh, and the boiler room is where I have my open mic every Tuesday, 9 p.m., 8.30 sign-up. Come on down. Garfield, New Jersey, look up the boiler room. The boiler room. Chuck McCann is now giving them a tour, and they're in the boiler room. Now, Chuck McCann was also in a – documentary with this guy uh, called The Comeback Trail in 1974 and The Projectionist. Hate that movie. 71. You know that film, right? Don't like it. Okay. I have to admit that it's a it's a film for film history, but I agree with you. It 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 wasn't the best. And this film wasn't done well either. Thank you director writer. Yeah, thank you Harry Herswitz. Yeah, mm-hmm. I remembered your name, director of the yeah. Rosebud Beats Hotel. You thought you were going to get away with it? Uh-uh. I know you. <laughs> yeah, it hurts her wits. Harry hurts wits. Yeah, Chuck McCann, like, he's a very – he passed away just recently, but he's venerable. Yeah, like everyone, He influenced a lot of generations. He did a lot of kids' shows, and he appeared in stuff. But my first experience was watching The Projectionist, which to me was, oh, my God, Rodney made another movie besides Back to School. And when I yeah. watched it, it was like – it's very slow, it's very plotting, and it's also very film school. It's a film about film about film. And so the projectionist has like daydreams where they show like Harold Lloyd and his boss is mean old uh, Ronnie Dangerfield. 
you know. And it yeah. wasn't, it was like Rodney as he was evolving. Like, it was Rodney from his Rhino Records albums. It wasn't Rodney from, like, rapping Rodney or No Respect. Right, it wasn't. And he does say that in that film. He talks about respect when he's lecturing them. Yeah. But but I think it's just a coincidence. He doesn't say no respect, right? He doesn't like... No, he doesn't. He doesn't say I get no respect. Huh. Now, uh, Chuck McCann was also in Hamburger the Motion Picture. Which we saw here on the show. I know. Yeah. It's a good connection. Oh, I recognize him. Yeah, it's very hard to miss. Now, he's in Ladybugs, which was a Rodney Dangerfield. Okay, all we learned now is that the person in the basement is crazy and believes that he's a military person and World War II is coming. Now, here we're meeting two old ladies who sell flowers, but they sell flowers in the 2020 definition of flowers. Is it marijuana? Yeah. So he's buying like a bouquet, and they're slipping in. Let me see what it looks like in the eighties. Yeah, this is a Miami weed. Uh I did no research on these ladies because they don't even hardly play a part. They just make jokes like "We're old, and yet we still smoke pot." I would call Miami Vice. (laughs) He do the theme song to Miami Vice. Oh, there's Eddie Deason. Now, this is 1984, and in 1984, old people were stodgy and conservative because they were like World War II generation kind of people. And, Today, and Reagan, too. What? And Reagan heads. They were totally into that no, Ronald Reagan. No, but I'm saying – no, but okay. In, in 1979, in 1974, old people were stodgy. They were from an old generation of conservative gotcha. place, yeah. you know. Today, it's the hippies of the 60s who are the old people. So that was the joke. The, the old people were selling pot. Gotcha. Now Which, we're meeting Eddie. Is that his name, Eddie, on the show? No. His name is something terrible. I don't know. But he's we Eddie. We can get Deason. the audio, but here, let and me. And we know him from Surf 2. Surf 2. Oh, yeah. Uh, here, let me do his voice. You came. Hey, mister, get away from my pool. Mm. Okay, let's do it. Oh, yeah. I'll oh, be happy God. to clean it. Okay. Here, let's get his voice. Hi. <laughs> Hey. One second here. I'm the sexy uh, lifeguard, lifeguard. Who, who threatens your manhood with one because the girl likes you, and I'll never show up again. Who, Eddie? No, the lifeguard. Oh, the lifeguard, yeah. This movie is full of crap like that. Just people who show up, get their joke in, and, and leave, or if any, if anything? This movie was not well written, and it was horribly directed, and they squandered a lot. Cherry now, bombs. you n- remember Ch- the Runaways, right? Yeah. Ch- 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 hello, Mom. Hello, Dad. Hello, Mom. I'm your Ch- 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 cherry yeah. bomb. Yeah. Now, if you don't remember the Runaways, you remember the movie uh, that recently came out with the Runaways. Now, Nobody the Runaways remembers launched- that movie. What was that? Kristen Stewart? <laughs> With, with the, with the had... child actress who's not a child anymore. She played Sherry. Um, um, you know, she's Steven Spielberg's darling girl. She's always the young girl in Steven Spielberg films. Okay, anyway, uh, The Runaways Kelly launched Jones. Joan Jett. It launched um, Lita Ford. Yeah. And also Sh- Sherry uh, – let's see, what's her name here? Who's in the credits? Yes. Curie. Cherry Cherry Curie. Okay. 
Now the evil father is arranging with an arsonist called Matches, burn down the hotel. It's worth $7 million to me dead and only $3 million to me alive. Evening, officer. How can I help you? It was an arson that happens. Well, why are you picking me? I don't know. Maybe it's your name, Matches? Uh -oh. Exactly. Look, he lit a Now look, he looks at a match and he's perfectly fine, right? Later in the film, he looks at a match and he gets all, like, orgasmic. Again, bad directing, bad writing. No, it's it's good etiquette not to orgasm on the phone. We'll talk it to someone. <laughs> he was holding it in. Okay. I stand corrected. Yeah. <laughs> oh, he, And everybody would know that. They have a low budget. He's wearing the shirt that she wore. <laughs> uh, listen, uh, Chuck McCann was also in Ladybug. And that I never probably, saw that. The Rodney film was where he's a soccer coach? Yeah, oh, absolutely. And Jackie's in it. i just never seen it. Okay. He was also in Robin Hood, Men in Tights, and that wasn't so great. But I know him, but I don't. I didn't know it was him, and I should pay attention. I loved the film Herbie Rides Again when I was a little kid, and he was in that. Chuck McCann. He was like a mechanic. Oh, very cool. They, was Buddy Hackett in that one too, or – uh, good call. I don't know. Once again, I was a little kid, and I was just oh, enjoying myself. Uh, My Herbie uh, little kid experience is going bananas. Herbie going ba goes bananas. Right. Where he goes to Mexico. Okay, so now I want you to know that we're having a setup, a big change in the film. Um, there is Fran Drescher. And, of course, she's doing her voice. Let's see. Okay. Yeah, she's in her early 20s, right? So it's tip. Yes, she is. This is when she hit. It's way before Nanny, of course. Right. Um, she, she didn't hit yet. She's about to hit. Let's see. Where is she? Well, she she was in uh, This is Spinal Tap, which was 83. Yes. Okay. Gorp in 80. I think that's the Robin Williams one. Right. Uh, and then Hollywood Nights in 1980. And Hollywood Nights is when she got noticed. Hollywood Nights, um, man, I would love to see that film. It's so hard to find. Mm -hmm. It's not on YouTube? Well, maybe I'll have to check, considering I don't have a movie for next week. <laughs> if you want to find Hollywood Nights, go to Hollywood and just wait till around 10, 8 p.m. Yeah, you know what, but I get bored after the fourth hour. <laughs> so long. Okay, so now, uh, uh, gosh, uh, Colleen, I want Tracy, that's her name. I want to call her Cece. Why? I'm circling it. Tracy King. Now Tracy has a great idea. I'm going to make prostitutes bellhops. Make prostitutes and, bellhops? Yeah, and that will increase business. Oh, so, so now they're it's sort like of Hooters. raiding. It's like Hooters, what? right? Like if you want to get some chicken wings, you can get like a pretty woman to give, serve you wings. You, you I do not see – I see the loose parallel. I see the simile. Wait, are they going to have sex, the bellhops, or are they just going to bring the – oh, there's the funny boys. Man, they are so funny. <laughs> <laughs> and we'll continue to see their hilarity throughout. Um, there's this middle-of-the-movie scene in which they're all like having a big party in that bunker in the boiler room, and they are funny during that. All right, so oh, okay, which so by the way, uh, if you want to check out Carl, you should go to the boiler boiler room uh, every, <laughs> every Monday, Tuesday. Every Tuesday. 
But it's not to check me out. It's not to check me out. I just bring up people. It's it's for oh, yeah. you to hone your skills as a comedian uh, and during an open mic. Now watch how she she talks like a robot, and Fran talks like Fran. Fran looks fantastic. Look at that, the, the leggings. Fuck. We got a deal. Let's watch the movie Night Shift for more information. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, sh- um, th- that's what happens. Bell boys, uh, bell people, bell persons. Bell tacos. Uh, so... They take the luggage to the room, and any tips they get from extracurricular activities is, like, their business. And so she figures that means some businessmen will come, they'll pick a hotel, they'll get laid, and they'll go, I'm picking that hotel again next time. Right. I got laid, much to the chagrin of my wife. Next time I will bring her. <laughs> Ba-boom. So that's why the alternative title of the Notel Hotel. Oh, which is a much better title. Uh, and then there's the big lobby. Well, listen, the Rosebud, Rosebud's kind of sexually suggestive and otherwise. I love movies that are named after hotels. I'm like, what? The Grand Budapest Hotel? It's about a physical location? I am so that I really wanted to go to the California suite, but thanks to Neil Simon, I don't have to travel. <laughs> what? I don't get because Name, come to movie, you? Movies named after hotels. Hotels yeah, are yeah. flat, stationary buildings that don't move. They're not interesting. So you oh, don't go like, okay. fuck, the Rosebud Beach Hotel. I mean, mean to travel there. I'll just see the movie. So it comes to me. Yeah. Oh, and like, uh, ooh, the new Rose Hotel. I love hotels. I can't wait. Only bad movies are named after hotels I think you're getting at, uh, which, um, which is why The Shining was so good. The Shining was not called the Overlook Hotel. Correct. Yes. That made it a quality film. Okay, this is Chuck McCann's goodbye party, and uh, he's wishing everyone the best as he – again, we're underutilizing his talents. He's so funny. I hope you guys don't burn up in the arson that matches his planning. Goodbye. You see, okay, that joke was supposed to be an insult, right? Right. So he goes, uh, the only worry was who would carry on for me, and after I met this man, that question's been answered. Like, it isn't like, I'm confident in the great... They right. squander his talent. They 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 missed they miss their opportunity with a great line. He could have really done a zinger. Like he, the director could have had everyone's head turned to him. You know what I mean? Like. Yeah, it's as bland as Peter Solari's tie. Yeah, that's yeah. a – actually, see, Chuck McCann is wearing this tie that really doesn't go. I mean they could have gone all out with his inappropriate three-piece suit kind of stuff, you know, things that don't match and stuff. I don't know. I think that there was lots of potential in this film. Well, this is just – got everybody together. I mean I love the opening credits. It felt like it was a TV show, and they must have shot this as fast as possible. And I think the reason why Bud Freeman is in this movie is because for a Miami movie – there's a lot of Hollywood talent, including a lot of like, like that band. Oh shit, there's Cherry playing. Uh, yeah. But this is all Los Angeles and talent. Marie. Eddie Deason, fucking Cherry Bomb, fucking Salar. Yep. They're all Hollywood. And then you got comedians like Fran Dresser and the Funny Boys, which yep. makes me think that F- Bud Freeman, the, who might be him, right now, must have said, "Hey, you want my comics in your movie? Well, you got to add the Funny Boys." 
or, uh, you know. Yeah. Now, throughout this film, we're going to see Marie and Cherry do their songs, and they wrote this soundtrack. And their big hit, Romeo, doesn't even appear on the soundtrack, but it's it's on one of their records. Um, I feel a little bad for Sherry because, because Joan Jett went on to everything, and Lita Ford went on to serious metal fame. And they – I mean, she had a great hook. Oh, by the way, I have a twin. Uh, but it didn't – okay, boobs. But it didn't really work. It didn't – they didn't – Nice. Wow. The one on the left, eh, but the one on the right. Am I right, Michael? Huh? <laughs> I, I'm glad to see the opportunity to see all three women's boobs. So I'm, I'm okay. Oh. <laughs> okay, now we have another potential comic, comedic joke that could have been hilarious, but it was just very standard. It is a bad movie rule if you fall into the pool. Yeah. You've got a lot of bad movie rules, and they all are applicable. I'm with you on all of them. Oh, look Santa at Monica up here. Yeah. Wait, they're, they're, so they're singing a number while this is happening? Because I don't have audio. Okay, I forgot to tell you, Eddie's. They're not singing. A, it's just sort of – it's cherry song. Oh, I got you. What we're seeing right now is a <clears throat> montage of things are getting better and better and better at the – Hotel. I bet you that that Garrett guy, the Rambo guy, who just we saw. He, I bet you he's another comedian from the improv. Uh huh. Maybe. I think they just hustled some talent over to Miami and shot it. You see our joke here? Yeah, he's he, trapped. He, he could. Yeah, he accidentally stumbled in. But look how the lighting and I don't know. I just think there's some. There were some great. That's another chance they had to make to really be funny. I'm Rambo. He sucks. I'm Rambo. Okay. We get you, 1984. Rambo's funny. Okay, you see those outfits, right? Yes. The red outfits they're in right now? As you know, there was Buck Rogers in the 25th century, and there was the woman. That's her outfit. And there was a second one in case it was at the cleaners because they would do eight-hour, 12-hour shows. I mean, um, uh, what they would make their shows like two a night to get the season over with, you see. Ah. So they don't know that they're wearing Buck Rogers outfits right now, but they sure are. That's insane. Oh, so that's worth my, the price of admission right there. <laughs> Agree. <laughs> I heard together they had to go into a time travel uh, machine and travel uh -huh. into the 25th century, get the... But from what I hear, all right, no, maybe not. <laughs> oh, you mean get the uh, outfit? Yeah, and then fly back to the 20th century. Look how good they are. Look how good they're doing. Yeah, no, they seem like I wish fun. she had become a big star. You know what? I'm, I'm not worried about her. You know, it's interesting that you mentioned the movie The Runaways. So what we're seeing is a rarity is an actor who also was who's in a movie. Well, someone who's in a movie and who then later is portrayed in a movie. Right. Have you seen the, the, the Tupac movie? Tupac, I can never remember. No. Well, they have like people playing like uh, Jada Plunkett Smith, and uh, just it's it, it's interesting because they they they're at the when he's in the Digital Underground, he did the soundtrack for Nothing But Trouble, and so they are there on the set of the music video, and it's just kind of mind boggling. Uh -huh. I remember that music video. 
anyway. they were like big in Los Angeles in like '74. Who's this? I don't know. There was a bunch of people just prior to punk who yeah. who kind of missed the punk boat because they gave birth to, like a Iggy Pop. You only you know his name, you know his one song, but really he could have been uh, what the Clash and Sex Pistols were. You know. Yeah. There's, there's others like that. MC5, uh, I guess, was a contemporary of Iggy, so th- there's the same way because they were pretty radical. Now, here we have an awkward, I think you're sexy girl thing, and I'm trying to be cool. So he's got, you know, <laughs> he just he goes, I'm spot checking the flowers. Oh, no, 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 I didn't step into the fountain in the middle of the uh, Miami hotel. I was checking. Holy shit. Now, Eddie Jason is supposed to be a tourist from another planet called blah, blah, blah. And everyone thinks he's just crazy. He couldn't be a tourist from an extraterrestrial world. Wait a minute. He's an E.T.? We have Rambo and E.T. in this movie? Yes. Who's the cut next? Rubik's Cube? We're going to hear his speech so that everyone ne- recognizes them now, if it's okay with you. Yeah, please do. Please do. Okay, people have got it. You saw him in War Games, right? Yeah, he was. Uh, but, I mean, he was, Hey, you're giving away our best job, Mr. Potato Head! Did you say backdoor? Yeah, he was the backdoor man in uh, f- uh, War Games. So, I forgot this, but he was in Greece. It was just a small appearance. He yeah. was in Greece, too, and that movie was a small appearance. Uh, he was also, yeah, oh... Do you like Reese too? Nope. But I, I mean, I only saw it once, and the thing, I don't know, I just wasn't Grease. Yeah, no, I agree. Sorry about that. I enjoyed this film he did in which he was uh, a, a, a crazy fan for the Beatles, and he would camp out trying to find them and stuff. I know that film. Start- I Want to Hold Your yeah. Hand, and that also had the late Wendy Joe Spencer in it from Buzzard Buddies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's Robert right. Zemeckis. That was like one of his first movies. It started a um, – okay, so now she Tracy is complaining that Elliot doesn't take pay any attention to her, so Fran's giving good advice to treat him like a pet. Give him short commands. Sit. Uh, taking sex advice from Fran Dresser. So this is like how to control men. So he says, treat him like a pet. Give him short commands. Elliot, come. Listen, you read the book, now see the movie. How to pick up man, Friday. So now here she is on the beach doing it. Oh, cool. Hey, that outfit looks good if you lose weight. Sorry, nagging you. <laughs> She's a pickup artist. Come Elliot, come here. She goes, sit. Stuff like that. So basically what we're getting here is um, set up for 
uh, Tracy's disappointed. Uh, she's like, let's spend time together. Let's go to the Caribbean. He's like, I have a hotel to run. As a matter of fact, I need to get back there right now. And she, he starts criticizing her. This is going to be like she's get. She, this is the beginning of her getting upset. Yikes! Yeah, I just realized that Wendy Jo Spencer, who I'm last name I'm mispronouncing, we saw her in Moving Violations. She was the one who went right, to right, 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 Fred Willard for the checkup. Yeah, so it's not an exact like. Eddie Deason was in Surf Two, the end of the trilogy, right? So that yeah. is for us. That, oh, I love yeah. that. See, he's terrific in that. Yeah, for all, for sure. And so um, she is tertiary uh, associated with her show, right? Right. Yeah. It's like six six degrees of LWAFLMOYC. <laughs> I don't think that's going to catch on that game. Uh, wow. Now this is Borat. So this that she's very the nice. Very. Wow, look at these bellhops. So Bell all we're hookers. saying here is that's increasing business by a lot. But here comes Matches. Oh, my God. Matches is like he's about the size of a matchbook. Uh, <laughs> hello. Non-shady now, character. Here we get a subplot that is squandered and inexplicable. Okay? For some reason, Fran Drescher falls in love with Matches. She's now, right there in the background. The what? She's in the background watching him. Yeah. She's going to be the bellhop. She falls in love with matches or is really attracted to him. But what the director and writer should have done is given us a reason. Anything. Like maybe she was about to fall and he saves her. Anything. Give us a reason because it's not understandable. Oh, right. Why she, you know, she she comes on to him like boy. a John. Okay. It doesn't for work. Look at these guys. All right. They're going to do a not funny shtick now. Like, this gay guy keeps harassing me. Please be pretend to be my girlfriend. They're trying to pick up a girl. These guys are pretty funny. Yeah, boy. And Both she does... Up. She doesn't fall for it. He's like, I thought it would work. They do get funny when they're in the bomb shelter. Oh, oh, they, oh you didn't tell me there's going to be a bomb shelter? Cool. Now I'm interested in this movie. When you go down to the boiler room, there's this the janitor kind of guy who's all Rambo-y. And, right. You know, he thinks that World War Three is uh, coming, and he's got a bunker. So will he be there this Tuesday at the boiler room hosted by Carl? <laughs> yes. In his bunker, though. I, he doesn't often he emerge. Is a it is Springfield Bunker. Yeah, that's Garfield, New Jersey. Oh, Garfield, Garfield right. Jersey. I'm thinking of uh, the Sake House. It's Monroe Street. Look it up. Yelp it. Oh, I will yelp it. I gave it one star. I came there Thanks. to talk loudly on a Tuesday night, and there was a comedy show. Uh, you get, Now, Matches is catching on that Fran sort of likes them. Now, over Matches' shoulders, you will see the Duran Duran cover. No, oh, but are you sure it's a random cover and not just that artist? It's that artist, but it's the particular. See, there's the artist over his shoulder now. Right. But they, but I was it Rio? They huh? shows a particular picture, and it's the actual picture. Okay, there matches sees a flame, and, and he, he gets, gets erect. His cigarette gets lit up. I like matches. 
They call me Matt. You know, they call me Matches, Carl. Oh, yeah? Yeah. I have a match. Oh, go ahead. Oh, <laughs> does it regard your dog's butt in my face? Yes! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> your dog's butt. In my face! Oh. What a match! So now he sort of like gets rid of her and says, We'll go on a date. by the commissary <laughs> they are perfect together if, if uh fran and eddie weber somehow got some sort of role that would have been perfect you think but, chuck uh, mccann was going over to the craft service table and he saw fran dresser and eddie Deason talk and he's like yeah i'll pass yeah i quit <laughs> that's why he's out of here she's amazing in this by the way fran oh well. <laughs> i think she's just doing fran yeah, all right. There, yeah, there. You see the Duran Duran cover? Oh, it is. Doon, doon, doon. Boom, boom, boom. Doon, doon, doon. Doon, doon, This is planet <laughs> Ten minutes later. Girls on film. Girls on film. You know what didn't happen to them? They really were set up to be like they should be like the Bee Gees, how we laugh at a corny group or something. That's, that's they never got that stigma, but they were the top eighties thing and, and not everything that was wrong with New Wave, but you know what I mean? Like we should listen to their songs now and think they're cheap and corny, but I like them. Oh no, they had a they had a total fan base, and Bee Gees may not be the best example because they they were definitely songwriters. You know, like they definitely they weren't there to like they weren't puffy. Uh, Duran Duran has lasted a uh, turn in time. I just read a uh, book about Depeche Mode, and man, uh -huh. and that one of the guys was like a really bad heroin addict. He cleaned himself up, but it was rough for a oh. while. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, There's a lot of that. Sorry, this 80s movie is bringing us back to – the album covers used as movie props uh, is bringing us back. No, it's just a coincidence. It was just so 80s. So. I bet you this okay, hotel so that they shot this film at, Carl, they must have just had the, the, the photo up to begin with. Yeah, yeah, that's right. That's, I'm sure that's right. Oh, well, the estate would not accept too. it. Like if you did this now, you would get sued by the estate, by the artist. Saying you don't have permission to fucking put my shit in your movie. Yeah, I guess you're right because it's true that it was bought. Okay, what Matches did is he planted a bomb, and now he's calling Dracula to say there's a bomb in the building, and Dracula would be like, thank you. Oh, let me do this. Okay, okay, this is a role, lifetime role for me. Dracula, it's me, Matches. The bomb's in the hotel. Click. <laughs> Where are you going? I just spoke to Dracula. I have to leave. So she's saying to Matches, last night was wonderful. But last night was what we saw. There was nothing. So Matches is like, all right, you're crazy. He's so She's so in love with him, and, and it's not for any reason. Okay, now the producers of this film 
are um, are Irving Schwartz and Harry Hurwitz, as you know. And here we have Irvin Harry's laundry service. Wow, that's the cheapest Easter egg I've ever seen. Easter egg, right. That's a Marvel Cinematic Universe Easter egg right there. Yeah. So he puts the bomb in the laundry downstairs, and then uh, our Peter Scolari said, hey, they forgot some laundry, and he made sure that it got into this van. And now by coincidence, Matches is following the van, Irv and Harry's laundry service. He doesn't even know it. Oh, so he's just taking a Sunday drive in Miami. Well, he's he thinks his job is done. He's leaving. This needs the white elephant song. Baby elephant. The thing is, as a story, it doesn't make sense that he's leaving because he's so orgasmic for fire. What he really should be doing is staying around to see his handiwork. Now, the laundry service inexplicably parks, and the guys get out for no reason. They didn't arrive at the laundry. Right, and that was a weird explosion, too. Oh, here's the funny voice. The, the explosion was way too much. It's not funny. I'll put it on. It's like he's saying... How was your appointment at the doctor? I'm terminal. I don't have long to live. Switzerland called. They want to know what to do with all your money. Like, oh, I could leave. If only I could find some girl. They're doing like gag me with the spoon uh, motions while they're talking. Well, yeah, the joke is supposed to be they. Oh, they Okay, so here's the joke. Matches is blown up like a cartoon yeah, and he came back. Uh, You're absolutely right. They parked the car at the intersection when the light turned red and walked out. Now, Eddie thinks it's a person from his own planet who's come to take him back early, and it's like an enemy or a nemesis. So he's calling up the dad and going, false alarm. Wah, wah, wah. Despicable. Darn, darn. That Look how they despicable. squandered this horrible villain, right? Oh, and she shows up, too. Oh, hey, man, to have Christopher Lee on the phone, that is an honor for a movie, for a cheap movie. But if you got Christopher Lee, why keep him on the phone every scene? How many di- how many hours do you think Christopher Lee spent shooting this film? Um, Very few, because his scenes take place in that same room where he does the sword fight. And then he's got one scene in which he's with them in Miami, so very little. Right, and they shot that scene at the uh, premiere of the film, so they saved some time. He was showing up anyway. (laughs) Hello, we're the Funny Boys. Uh, We'll be performing at the improv in the upstairs room, in the ice room. We'll be in the circus room. Please, won't you fuck us? Please touch our penises. (laughs) So... Elliot is turning the hotel around, and really it's a lot of Tracy's doing. But Elliot's turned the hotel around, and we don't have anything with the father going, Really? I'm surprised. You know what I mean? Like warming up to Elliot or something. We don't have any of that. Elliot. Okay, the hotel's doing so well that this woman is like a representing the worldwide blah, blah, blah hotels, <laughs> and they want to buy it, you know? I'm here from Florida Man Monthly Magazine, and we want to feature your hotel. Florida Man Magazine, no thanks. 
Are they from Manatee County? Well, no, is it? That's yeah. county in Florida. Oh, is it man? Yeah, do you know what a manatee is? A manatee, yeah, sure. Oh, the humanity. No, manatee, the it? big blobby creatures, right? The fish Right, creatures. and they swim around in the ocean, right? Yeah. So, Bradenton is in Manatee County, so I was down there, and everything is manatee this and manatee that. So, I passed the store, it's manatee mattress, and I was like, I thought they slept in the water. That's going too far. I'm sorry. My suspense. Listen, manatees do not eat fried chicken. I don't understand this shack of yours. Yeah, you should have manatee kelp, if anything, <laughs> and it should be in the water. Guess you didn't need no kelp from anyone. So here we have a very unfunny scene that should be cut in which he's trying to catch frogs. Oh, really? Yeah. He's like Bill Murray? The old, no, he's not. He's not trying. He doesn't have a frog infestation. As a matter of fact, he's outside. But what's going on here is it clears the way for him to be out of the bunker, okay, so that the the guys can bring girls down to the bunker, and it's the beginning of a party. I don't know. That's a dangerous stranger right there when you get invited to a bunker. They don't seem to mind. These guys, when they were doing it, were like, we are hilarious. This is going to kill. Listen, and I know I'm we're, sure that's what – Yeah. what's that? Oh, I know we're a comedy duo, and we have to t <laughs> split the, the money we make. And uh, there's always like one of us is going to make it, and the other one won't. But not anymore. We're in a movie <laughs> together. Yeah, we n neither of us make it. I end up in Ferris Bueller. The guy did some stuff. Uh, let's see here. Yeah, like I said, he's a Star Trek connection. He was in Star Trek Enterprise. Golden Girls, Big Bang Theory. Now, you have a kid. Do you know the show Big Time Rush? I think so. Is it a PBS show? No, no, you don't know it. Okay, he was in that yes, I and do. arrested. It's a PBS show, and they talk about fractions. Thank you. <laughs> I'm sorry, you're correct. And Arrested Development, he was in. He was in some kind of wonderful Surf Ninjas. I've seen Garnet. the last he three. I've seen Surf Ninjas, some kind of wonderful, and Arrested Development. City of Industry? Uh, no. Okay, he worked as a developer for Sabrina the Teenage Wish, which he was a writer on Real Time with Bill Maher. He was a writer for Dharma and Greg. He was a writer for Blossom. Was he a rich kid in some kind of wonderful? Like he was in the party with Andrew McCarthy, and they're like, huh, tch. Right? I got to tell you, I did not go back into this guy's history <laughs> for our show. And I did not see. Carl, as, a, as, the, as our show's researcher, you have to go see some kind of wonderful again. <laughs> yeah, well. What's your favorite part in the beginning where the guy. kid's putting his garbage pail kids cards in a uh, card collectible folder? That is a pander right there. Okay, so they're doing sort of like a strip poker, and they get caught. Oh, Rambo's got him. And now they start getting funny. All right, good. Let's hear. Matches is up to no good again. Matches is back with Duran Duran picture. Can I ask you a question? If your laundry yeah. service van blows up, would you have a security in your hotel? 
extra security? Yeah, would you like – right. Would you start questioning? Would there be a big investigation? Would there be a – now, it's the laundry service, not the hotel. Maybe it's that's the reason. It's the laundry service's business. Oh, yeah. I don't know. I heard their business is blowing up. Yeah, <laughs> we're getting huge. We're blowing up. Hi, I'm Cherry, and I'm Cherry's twin. Together we are Cherry and Cherry's twin. Twins. I Here's have a name, you know. My name's Cherry. Okay. I have a name. So we're having more. I can't be your lover because I'm busy. This guy uh, has and issues. also we're having Sherry's song. Now, in the same way that the hotel – the people who the real the one who want to buy, buy the hotel showed up, like a guy from a record company shows up and goes, "I understand you are the manager of Sherry and Sherry's Twin." Yes, I am. We'd like to give them a contract. Eddie's still photographed. Oh. Now oh, the old party. ladies have made their way down to the bomb shelter and they're smoking. They're pie. smoking. They got the little '80s joints. It's really cute. Right. And I, that's all they do in this film, and they go away. So that's why I didn't even look them up. You know, that's actually Cheech and Chong and when they're uh, uh, <laughs> in drag. Yeah, they which said they fuck did do with um, bosom buddies with Rip Rip Taylor, right? Rip Taylor and Cheech and Chong. They were in drag. Oh. Yeah, you're right. I, I, I'm trying to think which movie that was. Was it Nice Dreams? Maybe. I, is that the one where he's in an insane asylum? Cause yeah, yeah, right. Because excuse me, like Michael Winslow shows up as Jimi Hendrix. Oh yeah, yeah they're in the insane asylum because fucking Doctor Timothy Leary uh, drugged the them. The real Timothy Leary. Yeah, that's bad. I really okay, they're hated... going to be funny now. Okay, ready? Yes. I can't funny, take this anymore. This is very painful. All right. Maybe it wasn't funny, but I'm saying for the first time, they're really I, – I don't know. It's believable as opposed – they're in trouble with their boss because they're having a party. They're, so he's like, come on, boss. I didn't get a formal invitation. Did you get a formal – I didn't get a formal invitation. Nobody got a – please stay, you know. Well, now, I, I think it's funny that the funny boys get to play off the two stoner ladies. <laughs> like they're Look, uh, their sexy duo. girl who he was um, uh, nervous around. And here's a funny, funny, weird parallel. As you know <laughs> – sorry, I'm just – oh, there's some sort of – everyone's got cracks uh, right down the middle of – oh, oh, careful. Oh, yeah, careful. Watch Your out boob is – oh, it's, it's casting boob. a shadow. Your boob It's yeah, you know, I see side boob with these topless women. <laughs> You're blocking the light. Um, so anyway, the woman who comes on to him is was in Bachelor Party that Tom Hanks filmed. Oh, yeah, which I've seen several times. So that's the one in which they're distracting. Remember the guy who, like, wants the Gina Davis, and so he's like, I'll give you my car. Remember that guy? Sure. 
he's doing some scene in which he's going to blow up the bachelor party, and she goes, make love to me, and distracts him. Do you remember that? Yeah, of course. That's her. Nice. Hey, I have a question about bachelor party. Is our buddy Bud the Chud 2 in that movie? Uh, I think he was in Bachelor Party 2. I could be wrong. Remember, I did research that. It was Garrett, of course. Yeah. And um, Nidangagan or something. That's a great question. I guess we were looking at The Blob, which was like three weeks ago or something. I don't remember. That's right. Beware The Blob. I think it was Bachelor Party 2 he was in. Now, Bachelor Party 2 is the one that was in the 90s? I don't know. I never saw it. I mean, it was obviously well, just they, like let's make They made like money. a uh, they made a direct-to-video uh, sequel to Bachelor Party twenty years after, like fifteen years after it came out. So let's see here. Hold on. Now I think we're having a ballad. Now that is not Marie. That is Cherry. Are you Cherry. sure? No, no. That's the thing. I'm not sure. Of course not. The internet says it is. Do I believe it? <laughs> it's as good. It's a nice ballad. Ballad well, out. It's, it, I don't know. From where she comes from, she's now doing sticks and Foreigner in Boston. You know what I mean? Like, she comes from such a hard rocking band, and she, she now she's trying to be heart doing never, <laughs> no, never. Never yeah. run away. Is that how that song goes? Never. No, never. No, never. 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 Never, never run away. I, what I'm trying to say is she's trying to be the pop music of that day. Right. And that hairstyle. And, Marie, that was great. I'm Sherry. Come on, Marie. Okay, here's the um, manager person. And listen how she talks like a robot. You see how quirky she talks? Yes. Anyway, it's just like we want to sign them. And then, of course, true to form of this movie, we never see anything about that again. Well, good. Well, good. (laughs) Now, look, you might like Colleen Camp. She was in two... Uh, Police Academy movies, your uh, favorite. I'm, I'm very familiar with Colleen Camp. I love Colleen Camp. I think she's great. I, was she in Wayne's World? She was in Wayne's World. She was uh, 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 Brian Doyle Murray's wife. The one that, you're looking fine, or whatever the line was. <laughs> I don't remember. I did see well, Wayne's you, World, of So course. do you remember Wayne's World? They had a sponsor. Rob Lowe got a sponsor, and it was uh, Brian Doyle Murray's Arcade. Yeah, something like that. I do remember. That was Wayne's World 2, I think. No, no, it was in the first Wayne's World. Oh, okay, okay. And so his wife was Colleen Camp, Brian Doyle Murray. Gotcha. Now, she was also a wife in Police Academy 4 Cities on Patrol. She was Mrs. Tackleberry. Oh, yeah, which is very memorable because they liked the gunplay in her sex play. Now, do you remember in Apocalypse Now the Playboy Bunnies? Yeah. That was Colleen Camp, that's right. Yeah, yeah, right, when, like, Bob Hope came by. She's one of them. Oh, when Bob Hope came by. That is perfect. It was USO. Yeah. She was one of the playmates. 
weren't like the, that scene in Apocalypse Now, like they're hopping on a helicopter, like they're crawling into a helicopter as it flies up? It's crazy. Well, yeah, the men went sex crazy and they stormed the stage, and so they tried to take off in the chopper, and yeah, they were basically crawling their way into it, with, and guys were hanging on. Do you remember there's that one guy who falls from the landing gear? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it must have hurt. Listen to that long, long ah. Uh, she has literally a golden microphone. In Buck Rogers from the 25th century dresses. <laughs> Again, they had to go into a time machine. Long story. She was in a lot of stuff that I don't remember her from, and I think it's because she got very heavy. Um she was in election in 1999. She was in American Hustle in 2013. I don't remember her. Wait, who calling camp again? Yeah. Oh, she's in. I mean, she. I saw her recently in something. I mean, she's older, so it's not like it takes a second. But she's there. okay. So now Tracy sees Elliot about to cheat, and he's really cheating. Well, uh, I. No, he's not really cheating, but we're not there yet. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like he's like, oh, nervous around her, and she's so super sexy, and it's like she's like, oh, I feel sick. Will you take me to your room? And you know what I mean? He's not resisting. It's like at the last second when he's actually offered it, he will resist. But it's, yeah, and this is her oh, working wait, hours. Oh, this is like a rocker. Hold on. Okay. This is Romeo. And we hear this twice in the in the whole thing. But this wasn't on their soundtrack album, the Rosebud. Beach, What's that? The original soundtrack to the Rosebud Beach Motel, Hotel didn't have that song. Yes, it is. The only one that doesn't appear is one called Seal, and that's on their their album. Are you sure but I have the cassette of it right here? Let me take a look. Okay. Yeah, you're right. No, it's it's missing. Romeo, Romeo. There she is, like bachelor party. Make love to me. Oh right, yeah, 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 yeah. And then the, the I'm feeling much better now. <laughs> and then the face of the nun shows up on her face. My God. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, so Carl, when I was a teenager, or uh, uh, I went to see Revenge of the Nerds, and this was in a uh, a mall in New Jersey, and I forgot what mall it was, but. Willowbrook. What it wasn't, it wasn't Willowbrook. It, let's say it this way: it was like a multiplex uh, uh-huh. off of, off the parkway, and I don't, I can't remember where it is, but you would, you would know what I'm talking about. But it was just like a okay. big. And we went to see Revenge of the Nerds, and it sold out. So, oh yes, it's Essex Green. Essex Green. Okay, it sold out. So we went over to uh, bachelor party, but I, uh, you know, not being of age, was really nervous. <laughs> and uh, so we watched. I think we. Uh, no, sorry, I stuck at the bachelor party, and I, I, I in the Claremont. I went to see it with a friend. Uh-huh. And I got really nervous, and I left halfway through because I had to go home. And uh, then we went to see Revenge of the Nerds, and it sold out. So we snuck into the showing of bachelor party, and it was right at the scene where I left off. Oh, that's perfect. This yeah. is where I came in. It's the scene where the guy falls, and his ass hits the. The sunroof? Remember the couples in the car? Yes. Yeah. How can you forget a bachelor party? Especially if you were the couple. That was a night you, that you couldn't forget. 
Now, this is interesting about Colleen Campion. Like this, her first film ever, it's an uncredited role. She was Roddy McDowell's human slave in 1973's Battle for the Planet of the Apes. Wow. No shit. Battle. That's the, f- and, that's the fifth one. And we love Roddy from uh, this show. Oh, Roddy McDowell, yeah. Uh, uh, angel, 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 down, down we go. go. <laughs> <laughs> but there was another thing, though, Roddy was in. Because it was the second time I researched him. I just saw Oh, yes, it was Charlie Chan. Oh, the, the 1981 version that we saw. Right. Yeah. The Dragon Queen. Right, right, right. Look how awkward Tracy dances. It's supposed to be funny. And it really could have been if they... Is she trying to, like, mack on guys in front of Peter? She's... No, she now thinks that Elliot's a cheater. Is that who you meant by Peter? She thinks Elliot's Peter. a cheater, and ther- therefore she's getting crazy. But she really doesn't want to cheat because when this guy comes on to her, she's like, men are pigs! You know? Right. <laughs> she's dancing. Meanwhile, Peter's in there. He's like, hey, you got a dual cassette player? That's so cool because then when one side rewinds, you can listen to music on the other one. That's uh, great. I'm bring you up here to talk about my horrible boombox. Here's another Colleen Camp thing you'll like. She was in 1976's Gunball Rally. Oh, I do like that movie, yeah. Yeah. Well, Stripes is her big movie, isn't it? Or, or uh, No, you must be thinking of... Meatballs. Uh, you must be thinking of Dr. Jekyll and Mrs. Hyde, girl, oh. woman. Oh, uh, Sean Young? Yeah, Sean Young. She was definitely in Stripes. Do you think Colleen Camp was the other one? I oh, don't no. know. Uh, maybe it was. Uh, maybe it was Meatballs. Mm-hmm. I always thought she. Was I don't one. have that down here. Colleen Camp was in Last Action Hero. She was in My Blue oh. Heaven with Steve Martin. Can I mention, like, um, if you have the opportunity to watch uh, Wayne's World with the director's commentary, which I recommend because Penelope Sherry yeah. is great. Uh, she loves Colleen Camp. Like she's just high. Uh-huh. She doesn't say good things about Mike Myers, Michael Myers, which is which is terrific. But she she stops and and definitely compliments him, uh, Colleen Camp. Gotcha. Yeah, there she did it. She smacked his face and stormed off. She walks into the Wayne's World basement and like the cameraman goes like, "Hey, your wife's hot," and she gives kind of like a oh look. It's really funny. Uh huh. Like she's thrown off guard by it. I guess I should put that in my Netflix queue and see it again. Why? Why? Yeah, go see. Ne- yeah, yeah. Get the World. DVD and watch and watch it with the director's cut. You've seen the movie a hundred times. So it's not like okay, director's cut. I haven't. You have. I've definitely seen it once. Okay. But you know, I thought Rob Lowe was in the second Wayne's World. How many times have you seen the second Wayne's World? None. Maybe once. Yes, once. I got free tickets to go see that in the theater. So there we had Fran Drescher next to Eddie Deason. Yeah, we talked over that. It wasn't it wasn't good. Now she sees her boyfriend. Now of course matches is up to the same old antics. He's gonna blow up this hotel. Doesn't learn, does he? Oh, here they are. They're in the bunker party. 
Colleen Camp was married to the executive of Paramount Studios. They have a child together. It was a big deal on that interview I saw with her. Oh, yeah. I guess they're no longer together. No, they're not together, but they have a child together, so they're together for life. Right. And she was in Clue. uh, She was in Smokey and the Bandit Part 3. Oh, yeah. She's, She's got a career. Hey, Missy, you forgot your bomb. Yeah, that's right. Listen, I say. Hey. Eddie Deason. I'm so used to watching bombs with Eddie Deason. This is the first time I've seen Eddie Deason with a bomb. <laughs> no, he, Eddie Deason thinks this guy is from his planet and trying to. Uh, Take a destroy him or something oh man this is how bombs work you throw it up in the air and it blows up Uh oh. and matches once again is you know let's watch this comedic point they didn't pay off they can't afford to show you the the payoff there's no money shots because there's no money so now tracy has had enough ellie doesn't even pay attention to him now he's sleeping with other women i am out of here i am out of here Check, please. I'm, I'm here to check out. So now, Fran says, you're my best friend in the world. Don't leave. Which, again, wasn't set up. Were they best friends? I thought they were just prostitutes. I mean, right. like pimps and... Uh, yes. Now watch this. Friendship? I thought it was a pimp uh, trick relationship. <laughs> so Christopher Lee, our big villain, right? I found out something so strange. I mean, he recorded opera and did other musical pieces. He was a singer. But he became involved with metal, heavy metal. Oh, I did not know this. He made a metal album, album called Charlemagne by the Sword and the Cross. In 2010, he worked with several metal bands since 2005. Wow. His, he, he had a follow-up called Charlemagne, the Owen, Omens of Death. <laughs> My God, he and, must have had so much fuck you money from like Lord of the Rings <laughs> and Star Wars. He's yeah. like, fuck you. I'll do some death metal. On his 91st birthday, he was honored, honored with the Spirit of Metal Award and t- by the 2010 Hammer of the Golden Gods Award Ceremony. <laughs> and listen, he deserved that so much. Oh, there you look. Now, Fran has been sworn to secrecy. And so she's like saying, you know what you did. It's kind of funny. Let's hear it. All right. See, it could have been so funny, right? You know what? With you know who he goes, what, who, where? It just—I don't know. No, it it's good. They're good. They're both great. He's great, Peter Solari. He was a—you know what? Tom Hanks, when he directs movies, he puts them in it. So uh, the thing that you do, and I think Larry Crown. Remember that movie, Larry mm-hmm. Crown? No. What was it? It was like the name of Tom Hanks' character. He goes to night school mm-hmm. and he meets Julia Roberts, and the movie was like. Larry Crown, like as if you were gonna oh, be like, let me see what movies. Well, yeah, I think so, but it's just like, movie phone, tell me what movies are playing. 
Today is Larry Crown. Oh, I always wanted to see a movie about Larry Crown. I'll go. Oh, look There's at me another one. It was, uh, yeah, I can't. Yeah, there's a bunch of things ma- named after people, and it's just like, oh, my God, this is going to be self-indulgent. Well, sometimes it works, and sometimes it's just it's just doesn't doesn't click at all. You know what I mean? Yes. So now this is pre nine eleven by a lot, and you could just walk right up to the gate, and so he does. And I think says, you, could, you could still do that in the Miami International Airport. Oh, okay. Yeah, just walk right in. I am not going to let you board. I like how there's this guy there. Yeah, and they missed the comedic point with that, I'm telling you. Well, a good comedy scene should have somebody in the scene watching it because that way, I, as an audience, you can relate to that person and it grounds it. And whatever chaotic thing, they, silly thing they do, it's funny because it's in real life to the point right. where people are even watching it, which you can relate to if you ever watched it. So it's right to have them in there. Maybe I wouldn't have them like, play ping pong and stare at them so much. And maybe have another person there, but now he's got to say something. Yep. No, he didn't say anything. But he doesn't. He doesn't say something. They. But you're right. That's exactly the comedic point, that they didn't. I learned that from Penelope Shears, like the way she makes didn't movies. George, <clears throat> didn't George Clooney also do a thing where he was – it was a person's name. He was like the lawyer, not the funny Michael one. Michael Clayton. Michael Clayton. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, and there's Mary Riley. I really loved that film when the crazy one was talking to the George Clooney's son, and they were relating. You know what I mean? Like he was. I talking have. To, about I have. Honestly, I have to see that movie. I know it's a really good film, and I just never seen it. Okay. Uh-oh, Rambo it versus really Masses. Film, and you should see it. All right, I'll, I'm putting that on my list. Rambo saw uh, matches, but. His gun didn't, you know, it misfired or it didn't. So he's all pissed off at the gun. And there's the bomb. He's sitting there off. waiting. He, sh- he shot a gun in the basement and didn't go off. Damn it. Oh, uh, they're back together. They are totally back together and they're going to get married. And they're fucking in their own hotel room. You should never mix business that- with pleasure. <laughs> so they called the father to say it's going great and people are coming to see the place tomorrow. And he's like, wait a minute, I'm going to blow that place up tomorrow. And now I find out that my daughter's there because the daughter went to help Elliot sort of like as a secret. Right. So now he knows that his daughter's in danger, his hotel sale is in danger, and matches, it's on, you know, it's too late to stop him. So he goes down there in person and we get to our wrap up. Oh, By the God. way, the time is deceptive on this on this uh, Mason Skinner. Well, right now we are we are approaching an hour and ten minutes. It ends in ten minutes, and then there's it starts to play again. I don't know why. Oh, that's good. That's hey, that's fine by me, my friend. <laughs> ten less minutes of the new rose. I keep saying news new rosebud beach hotel. The New Rosebud Beach Hotel. Right, it's just the Rosebud. No, but, there, there's a movie called The New Rose Hotel. It's like a cyberpunk-y oh, 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 oh. Uh, Abel Ferrara movie. 
Matches is dead. Matches is dead because someone blew bazooka to his fucking... Uh... Not someone. It's our boiler room janitor, thank God he, Thank God he didn't miss. Now listen, if you come down to the boiler room in Garfield, New Jersey on Tuesday night, you will not bump into Rambo. He is serving prison time for killing matches. So who's in the lineup this Tuesday at the boiler room in Garfield? Is it the Funny Boys? Whoever signs up. Whoever signs up. And I hope you, Seth, my co-host, who's threatening to quit, Oh my god! I don't. I don't need. Listen, there's enough petty bullshit in San Francisco comedy. I don't need to hear the Garfield <laughs> scene. Well, you're right that it's bullshit, and you're right that it's petty. But you, San Francisco's. Just I said not I don't want to hear it. Anywhere you have humans, you're going to have petty bullshit. Oh yeah, it's true. Why now, we look, do it? Jennifer at the bar says she'll pay you, Seth. Oh no, that's not enough for him. Look at that. It's like, I love this, the silk, uh, the satin uh, bedspread that it fucking Chris Ruby yeah. has. I'll do a How separate scene. If Every I... scene he's on the phone. It's squandered, this guy. No, he's the most evil listen, villain. I swear to God, he, they did one scene in, in that fucking hallway by the, the staircase. And then they yep. said, we need to, uh, 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 if you need another shot for me, then I need to be in bed with silk sheets. <laughs> That's part of my turn-ons include satin sheets, peeing in the yeah, park, right. and German snoodles. <laughs> Strudel. Strudel. This guy is huge. He was in six big Bur- big Tim Burton films. He yeah, was Chris- in Police Academy. Yes, I know. Christopher Lee's done it all. It's fucking amazing. He was Count Dooku, you mentioned. He was star... He- Saruman, Saruman. Yeah, so I am correct. He was in the Lord of the Rings. Yes, and the Hobbit. Yeah. Which which Hobbits? All three Hobbits? This guy's a cash uh, machine. My yes, it says the Hobbit film trilogy, 2012 to 2014. So yes, and one other cool thing, which I forgot, he was the man with the golden gun. Right in that movie, whose name I forgot. James Bond film, The Man with the Golden Gun. Oh, that's the name. <laughs> 1974. So I always thought like Sam Jackson made the most money, but this guy made, hopefully made a chunk of chain for appearing in like the biggest money makers of all time. I think towards the end of his life he did. I think playing Dracula was not paying the bills. I think even the James Bond was just a nice payday. Right. Being in films like Airport 77... Return well, to Witch Mountain. These yes, which I remember him in that. I remember him in Return to Witch Return from yeah. Witch Mountain. So he it couldn't have added up, but to be in Star Wars and Lord of the Rings and The Hobbit, that yeah, paid. That's fucking sure. cash. He's that's some Christopher Lee time right there. That's where <laughs> you're like, oh, I don't think so. I think I'm going to go join a death metal band. Right, that's weird. And he went from opera to metal. Well, I mean, uh, look at this. They're rocking out on the beach. Beach rocking. Yeah, that's right. They've got like a little uh, stage. Now, Sherry and Michelle think this is their chance. They think this film, not that it's going to launch them. They're launched. They have a record. But they think they're going to be huge. And I feel bad for Sherry because she could have been. She's pretty. She's doing all the 80s rock ballads. But maybe maybe she's still working in something. I mean. I don't know her story. I don't know what she did. What? Oh, pot smoking okay, lady. So smoking pot right there. An, I listened to that's the pot ladies, and this is their last scene. Basically, what Count Dooku said is get everybody out of the hotel, 
you know, and I'll come down there personally to work the real estate deal. So here's the real estate people or the hotel people. Wait a minute, there's Jewish guys in Miami? <laughs> I, I I don't know. Uh, uh, I mean, there's Jewish guys everywhere, right? Yeah, no, it's okay, Carl. You, I mean, can, you can agree with me. Uh, you know, one place I found did not have Jewish guys. Um, I was in Israel. I was at the Wailing Wall, and I learned that in the domed uh, mosque, they don't allow Jewish people. Huh. All right. You can you can go to Israel right now and walk into a place that does that has no Jews. Of course, you have to be Muslim. You know, uh, I was at a country club, and uh, I asked, do you serve orange juice? And they said, what a stupid question. You were at a country club. Do you serve orange juice? And they said, what a stupid question. Right. Do you know the original? I don't get it. The original joke is, uh, do you serve orange juice? And they said, yes, sir, we serve everyone. <laughs> orange juice? Orange juice, purple juice. We serve everyone. <laughs> that is good. Oh, good. Terrific. I'll have a Manischewitz. <laughs> Ella Fitzgerald now, used to advertise for Manischewitz. Do you remember that? They would have these jazz greats thinking about yeah. Manischewitz wine. Okay, so Count Dooku shows up. Here he says, oh, Saruman, great. He's like, is everybody out of the building? That's going to explode. What, out of the so, building? Yeah. It looks like they shot outside a fucking high school. No, it's still 2 o'clock. They haven't left school yet. So now they're going – he's going down to the beach. Now, Rambo says, all clear. And Peter says, I'll take one last look and set up Act 3. <laughs> now, Fran never finds out that Matches is dead, and it doesn't wrap up. How can you say Act 3 and then this movie's ending in eight minutes? I shouldn't have said set up Act 3, but – what can I say? That's their writing. The peril. In Act 3, you have a picking time palm or a race or a challenge, you know. And in this one, it's the peril that he's going to get blown up. So Saruman finds out. So he goes to save Peter. Now, Carl, you know I have a big beef about movies shot in Florida that I always feel like the exterior sh shots are weird because of the way the yeah. wind blows. But these are really cool shots on the beach. Wait till you see the money they spent to do the next scene. Wait right. till you see. Are we talking like twenty dollars, thirty dollars? At least. I'm now you saw the things that said dangerous, and they. Oh brought, my god! Look, look at the money they spent. Jesus! They just blew up the hotel. The Rosebud Beach Hotel is no more. You did. now they again squander, right? She goes, oh, no, Elliot, my father, and she runs to find them. Now, what we should have seen is the father saying, Elliot, you know, you got to – why do you want to save me? You hate me, and having them have a moment. But no, they're just saved. Oh, I got you. Right. No, I agree. Oh, I would have liked to have seen someone yell, my Walkman. <laughs> when it, it is 1984. Yeah. So it, now he's like... being all nice. Who, Dooku? Yeah. So he says, the insurance money will finance any business venture you want to get into. And he goes, I don't have 
it's they squander it. He doesn't say like I've lost a hotel but I've gained a son. He goes, No, I've gained a business partner. Aww. It's terrible. Oh wait, the finally okay, epilogue here's the Eddie, plan Zorak. Yeah. That's right. This is Eddie's payoff. He really was an alien. It looks like they're at the Buckaroo Banzai. Uh, oh no, no they're not. Remember like the, the, the interdimensional chess players? They're they're in like Yeah. Yeah. Now they they're some playing. Astro weed. Yeah. They're getting high. And they're speaking a language like it's a fake one. Okay, now this is the home movie. Oh, you get to see the funny boys in in, in the wild. They got drinks and are doing finger uh, gun snaps at everyone. Hello, ladies. Now they were the bellboys. So when the prostitute bellboys came along, what happened to them? They hit on they them. Oh, customer is Bud Freeman. So yeah, it was probably. Huh. I guess it might what have been a Fran Drescher one. I don't know. I think it might have been the guy at the clerk uh, went to check in. I probably didn't even have a line. God, do you guys remember there this movie? Are. Here's some scenes from it. Remember that movie you just saw? Yeah, let's watch it again. Hello, Dad. Hello, Moms. Hello, Mom. We're twins. It's We're cherry bombs. Cherry. Yeah, that's right. Uh -oh. That's right. They could say hello, mom and dad together. Yeah. And it would be true. It would still be true. Hello, world. Yeah. Ch -ch 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 Cherry bomb. You that, know, like when I saw The Runaways, I was like, that song is great. Uh -huh. So I went to YouTube. It's not great. Oh, that's a great song. <laughs> I don't know how Christian uh, Stewart does it, but uh, in the movie. But the thing is, Mike, with your, like, uh, I'm 50-whatever, uh, you know, your, oh. your uh, you know, I don't know what the word is because it's not conservative, but you're so stodgy. I would think that stodgy. you would hate a, Yeah, yeah, you're like, uh, I, excuse oh, me. this one's a perv and that one is, oh, you're always going, oh, my God, it's so inappropriate. I can't think of yeah. any of that for the cherry, uh. <laughs> So Cherry Bomb is saying, hey, look, you think I'm a nice girl. I'm a, you know. And so is this Peter Solari right here who walks into the juggling? Because that's some yeah, pretty clever stuff. Yeah, and they should have done it like so great. Wait a minute. They Did you see the credit? I'm sorry. It just said the Shangri-La Hotel in Los Angeles, California. This was shot in Miami. I don't know why it said that. Yeah. Uh, hold on. I have. Here's uh, the music credits. Where is it? It's shot in Miami, Florida, but there also is Los Angeles shooting, which was all um, interiors. It's not in front of me, and I don't know why. I did write it down. It's probably wanted to tell you the exact studio, but nope, I don't have Miami. it. Miami, we've got stuff for you. I'm having a meltdown. A meltdown. I don't like part, no part. Don't like no part. I'm singing this <laughs> now. Um, baby, there's baby. a bunch of songs here that were just in the background. Oh, and, like the scratch by the but, IBMs. But Cherry and uh, you know, sh her songs were the real song. There are the or Michelle and Cherry's songs were the real songs for Sherry. Sherry. I saw this inter. I listened to this podcast interview with Michelle, trying to have her talk about her sister and. I don't know. It's just all spiritual and I don't know. <laughs> okay. 
it's over. Now, yeah. for some reason, this publisher has... We're back in the middle of the film again. I don't know why. What did you think, Mike? What did I think? Uh, it had a lot, It's an interesting movie because it's Fran Dresser is really funny in it and Colleen Camp is funny in it. Peter Solari holds up. So you have like some good comedy. You have a lot of topless scenes and you have... Uh, Vintage '80s Miami and Los Angeles, and Bud and yeah. Bud Freeman shows up, which is really strange. I thought this was a piece of shit movie, <laughs> but uh, it's good for your show for all those things that you said. You yeah, know? I mean, I'm and happy. Christopher I'm Lee happy. and Eddie yeah. I'm very happy I saw it. Let me put it that way: like it was not a waste of time for me that film. So, since you asked, uh, I would recommend the Rosebud Beach Hotel, but. Be prepared for a shocking ending. It's, you'll never <laughs> expect it. Hi, I'm Michelle. I'm Sherry. I is the guy in Ferris Bueller. I'm a no name. <laughs> I got to. I got to watch Ferris Bueller again. God damn it! I don't want to do that again. Ladies and gentlemen, that has been uh, Carl. What did you think of this movie? I'm not going to end without asking you. Well, just like you said, I think, or maybe I inferred from what you said, I think that this film was very good for your show it had <laughs> lots to talk about lots right. to talk about yeah but i think it was poorly written and poorly directed i think that it there was so much comedic. this could have been a hilarious film absolutely from sword fights all the way down to the explosion at the end when tackleberry came out of the water dressed as rambo at the end of police academy 2 that should have been the end and be all <laughs> of rambo parodies and movies but they don't listen now if you're still watching now we're rewound all the way to the beginning again for some reason. Oh, I saw. I hit pause on it. Good, good, smart. Well, I'm hitting pause now too. Well, ladies and ladies and gentlemen, this has been our show. Let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube. We originally premiered uh, this episode during an episode of our friend of the pod, Paul Brumba. Let's get ready to Brumba, The Edge of Insanity. We would love for you to check out both shows. We stream live on mutinyradio.fm every Sunday starting at noon Pacific Standard Time. And uh, that's when Paul's show goes on. And then let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube. If you enjoy it, you can listen to us live at 2 o'clock. Or you can follow our podcast by our acronym, Get Out a Pencil, we'll wait, L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. And we'll be here uh, next Sunday. So we want to thank you for being uh, still listening to our show. And we want to thank Paul Brumbaugh's uh, audience for letting us uh, do our show on his time slot. And thank you, Paul, for that. And he'll be back next week. And uh, if you're listening to this as a podcast on LWLFM, we'll be back next week as well with a new movie. Carl, thank you so much. Carl, nothing thank works you. in the studio. Can you play us out? And then yeah, we'll just go yeah. randomly uh, into the feed. <clears throat> Let's watch Paul, The Edge of Insanity, with Paul Brumba on MutinyRadio.fm. L-W-F-L-M-O-Y-T. L-W-A-F-M-L-O-Y-T movie on... Uh, uh, all right, thank you, Carl. The Edge of Insanity, Michael Spiegelman. Thanks, Carl. Bye. That's a Bye. A cultural reference exists in the cultural zeitgeist yay that was let's watch a full-length movie on youtube with mike spiegelman and carl yay if you are listening to mutiny radio you're a champion thanks for doing that thanks for listening to 
Let's Watch a Full-Length Movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman, and we're going to play some other stuff coming up at 4 o'clock. Exciting. I don't know what's going to happen. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see who's coming uh, or, or who's Zooming or whatever's happening. But uh, thank you again, Mike Spiegelman and Carl. Also, at noon to 2 is Edge of Insanity with Paul Brumbaugh. You've been listening to MutinyRadio.fm. Hit that donate button right there and uh, or Venmo us some money at Mutiny Radio. All together, one word. Thanks again and enjoy some flat black plastic until we come back with great stuff here at Mutiny Radio.
Hey everybody, you're listening to Mutiny Radio. Thanks for tuning in. This is the end of Let's Watch Full Length Movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman. If you're still hanging out, I'm just playing some music and hanging out here at the station. Coming up at 4 o'clock, I've got a call in from Aaron Atkins from his bunker in New Mexico. We're going to talk about poetry and stuff. It's going to be fun. Until then, more music that I like. inside the bottle maybe it's inside the bottle I had some good old buddies Cause I 
ABBA, if you don't like ABBA, you must not have a soul. 
<laughs> I love, I just, it always makes me feel happy even when it's... <laughs>